morning we are not speaking into a specific topic. We speak into specific people. You understand? But we are still talking under the umbrella of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So if I go there, just realize I'm not systematic in my approach this morning. Let's start with the song that we just sang. It says, It says, glory fills the heavens and the earth. So I want us to go to the book of Isaiah chapter 6 because remember, there's someone that we are trying to reach this morning. I don't know which verses will reach the person. But in Isaiah chapter 6, I'm reading from verse 1. But the, 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 the verse I want is verse 3. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temples. Above it stood a seraphim, seraphims, and one. Let's take it from verse 9. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it came from, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth the wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. He says, but they are interesting. When we start drinking at their feast, they take out the best wine first so that we get drunk. When we are drunk, they take out the worst wine. Okay, some of you don't know. <laughs> some of you know. You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, those of us. We sold so we did all kinds of things. Okay, give you some tips. But it's too late for you because you're already here. So too sad for you, too late. But he says, you, you have kept the best wine. Who's going to drink this wine? Remember, it's a wedding. He says, they make us drink the best. And when we are drunk, they give us the worst. But you, you kept the best. So my question is, who's going to drink this wine? Eh? Everyone. Because even if it even if it was the worst one, they would drink it, isn't it? But you kept the best so that the people at the feast. Now remember, this is not Jesus' wedding. Jesus is just making another person's wedding look good. Did they call Jesus who turned water into wine and commended him for the wine? No. They didn't turn the one who did the miracle to say, you made a good wine. You are, your SAB is good. No, they called the host. 
Who looks good now? The host. Did the host turn the water into wine? Someone is getting it, but you're going to get it as we go. Let's read verse 11. It says, okay, we finish with verse 11. Verse 10, rather. This beginning of miracles. What version do you have? I like this one. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He does revealed... What? He does what? What's Remember. That? Now, Manji. he performed the workings of signs and wonders. Is God revealing what? His glory. Did God partake in his own miracle in heaven? He revealed his glory. But the attendants of the wedding partook in the glory. It was the people who were recipients of the miracle that partook in the glory. Okay, hold the thought. Someone is still not getting it. Let's go to John chapter 17. 17. 10 minutes, 10 minutes, like that. We'll do it in 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Are you there? Let's go to verse 21. So we're going to read verse 21. All the way to 24. Mr. That all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in what? In? When Isaiah, Isaiah. wrote his prophecy, he was not one with the Father. That's why he says, I saw him there. And I was here. That is why the seraphim went from where it was and took the coal and went to Isaiah. But the prayer for you is not that the seraphim should come to you. The prayer that Jesus is making for you is that you may be in him with him and always in his presence. Are you following? Thought, we are not there yet. That they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse 22. I have given them eh? what? What? Uzugo. I don't think you... But someone is starting to get it. The glory is no longer just with you. I say... He says, I have given them the glory you gave me that they may be one as we are one. Verse 23. 
I in them. And you in me, may when, they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Verse 24. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me. Where? Isaiah says, I saw him. He was there. And I was here. We were separated by his holiness and glory. Are you still there? But, Jesus says, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. And to what? And to what? The glory you have given me because you love me. Some of us get excited. Me, I get excited despite of the troubles. Because here on earth, some of us believe a lie. You believe there's good and evil and God represents good on the one side. On the other side, the devil represents evil and they are fighting. Where's the lie? Do you see where the lie is? They are not fighting. God has all power. The devil is not fighting God. The devil can do nothing. That is why when Jesus came into the scene, the power said the demons started crying. They say, what have you, we do to do with you, Jesus? Have you come to torment? They are not saying. When you say, they, the demons in your mind are saying, Jesus, have you come so that we can fight? No, they are not saying that. They say, have you come to torment us? It is not our time yet. We know you are king of glory. We know you have the power over us. We know that you will cast us into the lake of fire. But it is not our time yet. The only people we want to fight are those you call Christians are those you call your children. That is why Paul says our battle is not against flesh and blood. It is the demons are not fighting Jesus because Jesus has triumphed over them. It is the people who have the glory. When you have the glory, you have the ability to manifest the signs and wonders. That is why when Jesus speaks in Mark chapter 16, from verse 16, he talks about those who believe me. He says, and this signs shall follow them. What do signs mean? When we manifest the signs, we manifest the glory. When we manifest the glory, we perform signs and wonders. That is why then the phrasing of the Bible is that signs will follow them. Not that they will follow signs. Because signs are a manifestation of the glory. Now who carries the glory? 
It's a sad thing that the glory carriers are chasing after the glory manifestations. And we will ask for someone. When you, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, and the manifestation of the Spirit. When signs and wonders are being performed, it is the manifestation of God's glory. Jesus says, I want them to have my glory. And I want them to see it. Am I talking alone? For him to reveal his glory, what did he do? Signs and wonders, miracles. You understand? Now he says, I want you to have that. Someone does not understand. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it in ignorant and in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus upon me. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I, I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus might show forth all the long suffering for a pertain to them which should hereafter believe on him to live everlasting. Or, I, I was a blasphemer. I, I used to kill Christians. I used to blaspheme. But God has counted me worthy. And called me into ministry. Are yes, a trustworthy saying. Jesus has come to save sinners. Of which I am the worst. He did this to show forth his mercy. As an example, he took the worst as an example to you and me, right? Now, this is what Paul is saying. Let's go back to verse 12. So that's the part I want you to understand. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me what? Given me what? Is he doing stuff on my behalf? He's giving me what? Strength. And listen, that he has considered me. Considered me what? Appointing me to his what? 
Let me ask you a question. Do you consider yourself faithful? To serve God, you. I don't. I don't consider myself. Sometimes I feel like. Sometimes. Sometimes I feel weak, sometimes I feel angry, sometimes I feel discouraged. I don't know about you. If you don't feel those things, I'm happy for you, except that you are lying. All of us sometimes feel worse, isn't it? Do you always feel like coming to church? Do you always feel like forgiving people? Are you always at your best behavior? Not, right? Okay, okay, let's forget about the one who's lying for now. Obviously, they, they'll get a chance to repent later. But the Bible says, he considered me faithful. Let's look at the succession of the word, the series of the word. He considered me faithful Appointing me. He didn't appoint me first. And want me to prove faithful. He considered me faithful. First before I had done anything to prove I'm faithful. You know, when Jesus came out of the waters of Jordan, the Bible says, the Father this is my son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus had not performed one miracle. That was his first miracle. The Father is so loving. He considered you when you are still to gunning. That was a Greek word <laughs> for cursing. It jumped others. They will get it. <laughs> when you are still full of anger <laughs> and envy <laughs> and jealousy <laughs> and you want to show people where <laughs> to get off, <laughs> when you still wish others can die, <laughs> when God saves you, <laughs> he already <laughs> considered you faithful <laughs> before <laughs> you even start praying. <laughs> And you know why God does. Let's just start with the ones that you already know. Let's go to Philippians chapter. Okay, let's start with chapter one and then we go to chapter two. Philippians 1 6. Are you there, Bazalon? We are not preaching today, we're just talking to someone. Let's take it from verse 3. But remember, we are going to verse 6 again. It says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. When I remember you, I thank God. Right? Always in every prayer of mine for you, all making requests with joy. Verse 5. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, verse 6, listen to verse 6, that's why. Being confident of this, 
Being what? Of what? That he who began a good work in you. He who began a good work in you will carry it unto You know, if we, we believed these verses, says Bazalwani, who would be so confident? Like the way we lack confidence, says Bazalwani, it's shocking. It's like we don't read the Bible. This, this Bible, Bible says to me, me the disobedient me, he says, God has considered me faithful despite of me. Because God believes in his own work he started in me. And God has never failed in his work. So much such that the Bible says when he gave a promise to Abraham, he did not have anyone to give an oath by he. He, he, he testified and gave an oath in his name. He says, I am God. I declare the end from the beginning. No one will thwart my plans. What I have said to become shall become. If I start a good work in a nobody, in a useless person, in a hell-bound person, in a rebellion, I will bring it to completion despite their own arrogance. If I call Jonah and I say, Jonah, humble and in need, if Jonah decides to go to Tashish, I will use the fish because I have work to accomplish. I have sent him to Nineveh. If he chooses Tashish, it is still in my power to bring him back. And Jonah is like, Jonah, if it takes me to use a fish, so be it. But the good work I have started in you, I will bring to completion. Let's go to, where were we? The, the next chapter. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. What does verse 13 of Philippians chapter 2 say? What does yours say? For it is God who works in you. For it is God. One day. Maybe you will get it when we are no longer pastoring you. We are somewhere. The person stares. And he says, I've got two thoughts. I've got two hands. The other one says, I must go this way. There's no two hands, I've got only one heart. 
Unless you need an operation. You are either led by the spirit or the flesh. But by the spirit of God in you. God is working in you to will. And to do what? This is too good for me. It's too good for me that God has not left me to my own inclinations to figure it out. It is too good that God in wanting to accomplish his purpose for my life has not just said to me you will only get it when you fast and pray for 40 days. He says, every day I want you to see my glory. Therefore, every day I will work in you to will. And if you will it, I will give you the ability to act and if you are obedient, we will work it such that it is exceedingly, abundantly, beyond what you can ask. Because you obey, you will manifest my glory. You will speak those things that we know. You will bind things on earth. They will be bound in heaven. The words that you I speak to you, you will speak. That is why God says to Jeremiah, Don't be afraid. Speak to them the words I speak to you. Because you are a glory carrier, the words you speak, they are life and they are spirit. You are a prophet of your context. Jeremiah says, because God had said both to him, Jeremiah and Ezekiel, that you must eat my way. Jeremiah says, it came to a point where I was disappointed that I was speaking to people they were not hearing me. And I decided I'm not talking anymore. But because <laughs> I had eaten the word of God, Let's go to John 17, 17. John 17, 17. What does John 17, 17 say in your Bible? Some of you already know it off by head. Sanctify them by what? By what? Sanctify them by what? Your worries? What does sanctify mean? gradually making holy. It is God who works in you. The work of God in your life. Hey, you won't destroy it. You won't. So here's what God is saying. Jesus says, sanctify them with your word. In other words, separate them from their old lives, their old habits, and the group they were hanging around with. And make them 
vessels of noble purposes. Because they are glory carriers. So now, whether you like it or not, when you hear the word of God, it's going to convict you and separate you from your own way. That is why some of us, you didn't want to come to church this morning. Don't lift up your hand, it's not an altar call. Some of you, you went wherever you went to, and you went to Look, even if you said, I don't want to be a Christian, the Bible says you were chosen before the foundations of the earth. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. So the Bible says you have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. When were you chosen? When you lift that your hand to say, I want to be born again. That is why some of you, maybe if you visited my, my home then, I would have discovered it you. Even when you were drunk, you were still uncomfortable. Why? Because you don't even have health reasons to want to stop. Because God has is working in you. I told you last week that they used to drink and get drunk at my home. And when they are poop drunk according to Africans, that's when they would start. What is happening there? Because they were chosen by the foreknowledge of God even before they lifted their hands to say, I want to be born again. Listen, through what? Through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. For obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling his blood. Grace and peace be yours. Nina, I'm a cattle. By the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you were chosen. God is working in you. And when you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, He sanctifies you. Eventually. When, when despite you, you are going to obey God. That's why Paul says, grace and peace to you. So this whole thing of, I am unworthy. Why am I going through these things? Either you are being trained for what you are called for, or the enemy wants to destroy you before you walk in that calling. But as for you, you are loved by God. You are chosen by God. You are sanctified by His word. You are sanctified by His spirit. And God is faithful. He will bring to completion the work He has started in you. 
So we do want to pray for you. Is that okay? Yes, we just stand up and have a long game. So won't you just stand up? Eh, I tell you, you make any now. Before we call the guys. Pango was busy. I just want us to pray for those guys. For the standards that for Labo Bunch. That Bokang was talking about. Obokang Bega Kulmangabo. That things had become so bad. What is in those bands become a band? When things become bad, you doubt your own identity. You know That's why people kill themselves. Because they lose a sense of who they are. But you, you are a child of God. And whatever is happening through you now to you does not change your destiny. And we want to pray and reinforce your conviction that even if you think it was my mistake, I messed up. It doesn't change God's plan. At least you are not in the sea yet. You're still here. And if you are still here, there is hope. Is that okay? If you are